0: is again. Hello, everybody, and welcome. I hate I hate that, by the way. I really I don't like that at all. It's, it's very awkward to me. I know it's recording. There's a red button that says "recording" at the top. Hi, everybody. Nice to see you all again. My name is Jim. Welcome to the Lab Epstein Hitting Podcast, episode number fifty-seven. We're matching today. I'm Jim, and joining me is my friend, co-host, professional evaluator, our former coach, and all the other accolades that he does. and Successful business owner and people's champ and and apparently he's shakespeare now and he copied my outfit today black shirt black shirt same hat well lab hat lab hat not the same logo but... we didn't even text we didn't even no text. we didn't even text and you didn't check in on me with me on wednesday to see if i was dying or not here i am yeah, alive man,
1: well, and boy i look great yeah i saw you tweeted out on wednesday so i was like okay and i i will say your doctors did a great job getting rid of that uh, you know, liver issue you had that made made you so yellow. So right. it's, it's good. I'm glad you're on the mend. And you look healthy again. Cheers to you.
0: I'm back. And look, I think we've, no, we don't have the same cup, same coffee cup, same color. We're like all the same today. This is my
1: favorite coffee cup.
0: Oh, I got a, I got a, what is it?
1: It's from Whistler, Canada. Yeah. I bought it in Whistler, Canada, one of my favorite places on earth that I'll never be able to go back to. But it's a little picture of the village. Mm-hmm. Good golf, pretty scenery. So you're, uh, so you're
0: Shakespeare now, apparently. Yeah, I saw your tw- your tweet on Monday, and yeah. it's great. You're promoting the show. That's great. But all of a sudden, you're you're Shakespeare now,
1: which is good. Hey, I just want people to know how well-rounded I am. It's,
0: it's, you know, if you went down, maybe I'll I, throw I, this,
1: in some Dickens later.
0: I have an assignment for you this week. If you have time, you probably don't have time, and you'll probably just well, say sure, fuck, fuck it anyway. But Go down the street or just talk to 10 people, not including your family, 10 people who, and ask them, say, do you like Shakespeare's writings? Could you sit down for a half hour and read Shakespeare? I guarantee you, you'd go 0 for 10 with all of them saying, no, absolutely not. Why would I waste my time?
1: Depends where I go. If I go to a a town of scholars, maybe a liberal arts college,
0: I think there there's like one person, like a high school teacher in like, say, Davenport, Iowa, who probably loves Shakespeare. Everybody else outside of that probably just hates it. I mean, when you took Shakespeare when you were in school, did you actually enjoy it? Or were you, or were you just like, what, what is this shit that I'm reading? This makes no sense. What is this? Shit? How is this good writings? How is this good? Well, listen, if you're Shakespeare now, that's great. I'm all I'm all supporting my friends and everything. And that's I think it's great for you.
1: Shout out to Shakespeare's Pizza in, in Columbia, Missouri, which will be packed today. Legendary pizza place in Como. Why is that
0: why will that be packed today? Because
1: the softball team's hosting a super regional and they sold out. Wow. Everybody's Good going to Shakespeare's. Good yeah, it's great. It's actually great for that university to have have a sellout, have postseason play. They're on fire.
0: Cool. Um, yeah, well, today our topic talking about uh, college to summer ball, both baseball and softball, girls and guys, they they go on to play summer ball. It wasn't really that the case where girls would play summer ball years ago. Now it happens mm-hmm. to be uh, something that's very prevalent. And congrats, by the way, to Missouri. Before we get to our topic, though, I do want to ask you, there's some some upsets in the college baseball world in the ACC tournament, SEC, I think what Alabama upset Tennessee the other day. I mean, it's, it's a good time for college baseball right now in the world series. Mm-hmm. It was right around the corner. And I'm hoping that we have people, a lot of people, most people in the stands in um, Omaha come June.
1: Yeah, it's so it's such a fun time of year um, for me, you know, I, I really enjoy the college game, both baseball and softball. And so you have softball, you have the super regionals going on. Baseball, you have the conference tournaments going on yeah. where you get to see teams that you normally don't see, yeah. um, which is cool. Like yesterday, I watched a little bit of the UCLA softball game, and they were mm-hmm. playing uh, Virginia Tech. I haven't seen Virginia Tech all year; they were fantastic, and they beat them. Um, so it's it's pretty cool to be able to you know see different. Depending on your region, you know, I spent a lot of time in Texas, which is SEC country, um, and then being you know a, an ex-Missouri person, then you know the SEC is kind of what I gravitate to when I watch games. Um, but you know, catching some of the ACC games, uh, yeah, Alabama's hot. I will say that Alabama's hot, but Tennessee, um, that was a weird game. I don't know if if you saw it. There was kind of a weird play. Tennessee was about to walk it off. Did you see this?
0: Uh, I I I saw a snippet of the game. I didn't see the, the end.
1: Yeah. So it was like a double play ball that, uh, Tennessee was up to bat. I think it was maybe first and third with one out and there was a ground ball. And the guy went to take out the runner at second and he slid in the slide was clean. He slid in plenty of time. He slid right at the base, but he had his arm up like this, kind yeah. of like this. And he hit the, the, well, I don't know if it was the short. I think it was the shortstop but he hit or maybe the second base, but he hit him right in the groin. Oh, and the guy made a bad throw, mm-hmm. you know? And so the bad throw means they won the game, but then the umpires brought it back and said he interfered with the throw yeah. whether or not it was on purpose. No one will know. But Tennessee could have won that game, and then they ended up losing in the next inning. So, wow. kind of an interesting tournament. Tennessee's they're they're pretty they're fun to watch. They they got a lot of energy. They got a lot of attitude. Um, you know, they take on the personality. Their coach is fiery. You know, Battelle is a really fired up guy and um, gets behind his players. And um, I'll tell you what, they're they're playing for him right now. So, it'll be fun to see as as the uh, tournament breaks out here in the next week or so.
0: Did I did I say tournament? I meant to say tournament. You said tournament. No, I, I said tournament.
1: No, it was. You may have said tournament twice.
0: But I think like I'm
1: used to it. I have. I have East Coast friends. I uh,
0: I gotta I gotta ask you a question. I'm I'm being serious when I ask that. You mentioned the guy who got hit in the groin. The kid, right?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Did like players wear cups anymore, or is that just the thing of the past?
1: No, most infielders just still do. Oh, okay.
0: Outfielders don't
1: yeah on a, on a on a different note the, the jock strap is pretty much not a good thing now
0: right yeah that was always very very uncomfortable
1: where did we get the, the compression short has taken over the world
0: um we have to tie up a couple of, of loose ends from last week's show i forgot to ask you uh a question and plus right. we have we have we also remember last week we we left everybody with a cliffhanger on a philosophy well we got to get to that today we got to finish it we got to We promised our audience we have to finish. So first thing, though, first loose. And really, this is the only loose end of last week's topic, switch hitting. If you missed that episode, go back and listen, of course, in the archives or watch in the archives on YouTube. But the point I wanted to bring up about switch hitting was the approach of a switch hitter. What's the approach like? Is it different from one side to the other based on what kind of hitter you might be from one side to the other? Or does the approach really kind of just stay the same?
1: No, it changes. Uh, You're like a different hitter from that side of the plate. And you could be, you know, more of a contact guy. You could be more of a power guy. But most importantly, the pitches are different. You know, if you're facing, we'll say you're a left-handed, you're hitting left-handed, you're facing a right-handed pitcher, you know, is that pitcher throwing soft stuff away? Or is he going to bury breaking balls in, right? Nothing is really breaking away from you as a switch hitter. You Mm -hmm. know, breaking balls are breaking into you. They're breaking down and into you. That's how they're fooling you. Or early in the count, they're going to just going to pop them, kind of, kind of right down the middle or back door, just to kind of get a free strike. So um, I definitely think you have a different kind of approach from both sides of the plate, uh, depending on what you are. You know, if you're facing a left-handed pitcher, and that approach changes to the pitcher too. Maybe you have a soft-throwing left-hander, and you're hitting right-handed. And you're just, especially at the college level, right? You're thinking the other way. You're thinking, uh, you know, off-speed, a lot of change-ups I'm probably going to get from this guy as an out-pitch versus, meaning if he has a 12 to 6, mm-hmm. he's probably not going to bury those. If he has a hard slider, he might bury those. But um, So it has to do, your approach has to constantly change with with pitchers, how you're feeling at the plate, and, um, you know, what kind of stuff they have that day.
0: All right, so now let's get to our cliffhanger from last week as well. I have it written down here. Your philosophy and practices for a major league team in an organization that you would implement throughout the minor league organization. As much as you want to tell me, although we did discuss this on a previous episode way back in the archives. You'll have to, I guess people have to try to find it and listen, listen to like every episode until they find it. (laughs) But uh, seriously though, um, your philosophy and practices throughout the organization, throughout an organization. And you touched on it a little bit last week, but let's tie it up this week.
1: Yeah. It's still individual to the player and what that player needs to do for the most part. Um, For instance, I had a player in a college player that I traded the other day and he was probably the epitome of baseball now. You know, he was a kid I worked with here in high school, mm-hmm. and he was a, he was an All-American in high school, played at a smaller high school, but, um, you know, here in a big town and mm-hmm. um, hit 15 home runs in, like, 18 games. I mean, it was just incredible, right? And then goes to college, and it kind of gets squirrely, you know, his freshman year at this college, and he's like, yeah, I'm just not very consistent. I'm So, anyway, he's dumping the barrel. He's dumping the barrel, and then he's rolling over to the pull side. So after about 30 minutes, we figured out how to how to fix it. Mm-hmm. We played pepper. We played really hard pepper. I was mm-hmm. throwing to him, and he was just trying to play pepper. And all of a sudden, his bad angles were golden. Okay. And he it looked kind of funny because I told him, I want you to amp up the pepper a little bit. And all of a sudden, his bat speed was like, and it felt like he was hardly hitting, is what he said. But his bat speed was like 71, and his max bat speed when he was swinging as hard as he could was like 74 that day. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, that's, that's the difference of, uh, what I say, 71, like the difference yeah. of like three miles an hour. So it's mm-hmm. half a percent. So he felt like he was swinging about 65%, mm-hmm. yet his bat speed came out as only a half a percent less. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's in, in, I'm sorry, 5% less, 5% less, not a half percent. Mm-hmm. But that is in, like, that was what we did. We played pepper and all of a sudden he controlled it. So it would have to do with the, you know, what each person needs, but I would definitely have a lot of machine work, maybe not at 60 feet, six, six inches, maybe mm-hmm. at 45 feet where it's accurate and it's throwing the ball on a flatter trajectory. And we're working on staying on top, you know? And then we work regular BP. But then when right. I say, look, we're facing a guy that's doing this. why? How are we getting beat today, guys? Okay, remember that feel we had. Remember that thought process we had when we were hitting off that really flat pitch? That's where I want you to go back. And that's the key. is The key to hitting is not only making adjustments, but knowing how to make adjustments. You yeah. can't just tell a player, hey, stay on top here. I see it all the time in softball because all of a sudden they'll face a girl with a good rise ball mm-hmm. and the players can't make the adjustment. I mean, yeah. this, their scouting reports. like Everybody knows she's going to throw three out of four pitches are going to spin up, mm-hmm. which means they're not dropping, right? Which means if you dump your barrel, you're toast. And they can't make that adjustment because they haven't been taught the right way to make that adjustment. And you can do that as a, as a hitter, college, professional, amateur. Hey, I need you to swing down on this. I need you to swing up on this. Yeah. I need you to hit it to right field. You need you to hit it to the left field. If you train players to be hitters, and sometimes hard pepper is the way to do it, all of a sudden they can do whatever you want to do. And that's the key for me is I want guys or girls that can adjust their swing. They have adjustable swings. If I say swing, make your attack angle at zero, they can swing totally level and hit a ball. If I say make your attack angle at 10, they can swing up and do that. When I have players that are in control of their swing, then I know that they can have a proper approach and they can make adjustments throughout games. And now we got a chance.
0: You know, there's a great segment on MLB network. Oh, damn it. I just dropped my pen. Hold on. All right. Um, There's a great segment on MLB network recently uh, with Billy Ripken. And he was talking with Matt Vaskersian. By the way, I got it. I'm sorry. I got to say something. Listen, I like Matt Vascursion a lot. I think he's so I think he's a really cool guy. But he, his home run calls are really starting to get to me a little bit. I like the guy. I do. And I think he's yeah. a great broadcaster, but his home run calls are just he is a good Just Ahh! it's like, oh my God. Okay, I'm down. But he's a great host too. You know.
1: Yeah, I I I have I'm a, sorry. I just you know, I just had baseball. to say. I'm more of a highlight guy now
0: do yeah, you don't watch games anymore?
1: Yes. You I can. will in the postseason. Like postseason I watch like every game,
0: every inning. Yeah, but you're not watching. You're so you're not watching but, like games like every night, like a little couple games no. here.
1: Really? Interesting. Uh uh-huh. yeah. And and sometimes I do well, I'm watching more college now, right? Because it's yeah,
0: I'm trying to watch everything.
1: But... So maybe in you know, come July I might sit down and watch a game, but I don't know. You find it boring when I'm at the lab when I'm in Texas, like I'm every evening I'm, you know, yeah. Training from four to 10. So yeah. You're actually, you're actually in it. Ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm not So then the next morning I have to, I check the highlights and get caught up. It's kind of how I do it.
0: Um. Anyway, what I was saying though, um, Billy Ripken and Matt Vaskers had a segment recently on MLB network. And they were talking about, oh, which player was it? Oh, well, they're talking about Tony Gwynn. They were talking about somebody else, too. But it was a segment speaking to hitters using their hands and playing Pepper. And to your point, mm. if you play Pepper, you kind of learn a little bit how to control the barrel and, and use your hands. That was the point at least he was trying to make.
1: Yes. Yeah. I taught my child, who's our assistant on the show. our He's our, our broadcast assistant, Our intern, intern yeah. Intern, our intern, yeah. she plays... Um, we always start off with, like, pepper. That's how we started to learn how to to hit. Pepper and then hard pepper. So anytime we're in, like, a slump, we're not hitting it. Like, we haven't played in six months, you know, because it's snowing. Mm -hmm. We'll always, like, start, okay, pepper, 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 and then boom, she's locked in. Yeah, yeah. Pepper's great. Yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: And so that would be, in your opinion, the building of the first one of the first building blocks. Did you just fist pound our intern? You did, didn't you? That would be one of the... (laughs) First building blocks to to a young hitter when they're like four or five years old. Hey dad, I yeah. wanna play I wanna play baseball or I wanna play softball. Right. All right, well let's go outside yeah. and play pepper, right? It's a pretty good right. approach. Try to
1: hit this ball back, use whiffle balls because they don't want to know their own strength at that age, but just yeah. try to hit it right right back at me. I'm just gonna lob it in there. It might be high, it might be low. Yeah. Your goal is to try to hit it where I can catch it, you know, right. and then it, it becomes fun.
0: Yeah. You wiffle ball bat. I, I, I a quick little yeah, story. I would, um, I have an uncle, very smart guy, very successful too. him, but he's my godfather. Mm-hmm. Very successful. But when I was three, when I turned three, he bought me like a wood bat and I love that thing. Mm-hmm. I may still have it, but it was really heavy for me. And I remember I couldn't swing it. And I remember I got really dejected and started to hate baseball at three and said, I never want to play baseball. I kind of wish I would have followed up on that, but <laughs> so there's, there's, there's a lesson for you. You hold it. Yeah. There's that, that should have been that was the sign right there. Don't play baseball, have nothing to do with this game.
1: Yeah, you missed the sign, man. Now I'll get you. So,
0: there's a lesson for uh, for parents out there, wiffle ball bats first. And my uncle didn't know, and that's okay. And you know what? He knew now with his son, who when he was three, he had a wiffle ball bat, not a wood bat. Uh
1: See, he was just he wanted his son to do better, and
0: for the record, I liked that bat. I love, in fact, I love that. bat. I remember it was a black Louisville slugger, I loved it, but it was just yeah. too heavy for me, I couldn't swing yeah. it right. And you can make the army I argument 20 years later, I couldn't swing it either. So, <laughs> um, be sure to subscribe to our podcast too. And uh, if you have any questions for us, jimbo podcast21 at gmail.com. And of course, um, on social media, at Jim Tara, at Epstein, hitting on Twitter and Instagram. Let's get to our main event, right to our main event topic today. This is great.
1: Let it be known, you should make sure that you go to Epstein hitting on Twitter, because I'm going to post a clip of Aaron Judge, that he's hitting a low pitch Mm -hmm. with zero barrel dump for a home run. And he hit that home run on Thursday last Mm -hmm. thursday is when he hit it right so i posted something on twitter before on a high pitch where i said wow he really changed his swing because i knew he was changing his swing because i read an article in an interview about it like he was trying to make this is judge making some adjustments Mm -hmm. and so there was a swing where he it was a high pitch and he slid the knob forward instead of just turning he actually used his hands and, and and slid the knob forward he hit a high pitch well Somebody wrote in, you know, and then I never respond to people, right, for the most part, unless they're positive. And this guy wrote, oh, well, that's just because it was a high pitch. He didn't change anything. That's how, you know, his hitting coach wants him to hit the high pitch. So I was like, you know, okay, great. You know, I bet on a low pitch he doesn't do that. Well, sure enough, he's kept it going. And if you know, Judge is, like, hitting pretty good Mm -hmm. since he made that adjustment. There's a low pitch. He's taking, like, the knob. Mm -hmm down for a long way there's like zero of that wild yeah so i'm so, gonna post it so make sure you post it and then watch the comments come in it's
0: always should, could i should i retweet it and then watch like all these comments fly in about you know i i kind of want comments yeah. to fly in at me just so i can just yeah. read them and just you know what I'm saying? i am saying. don't
1: care i don't care what people like like i said you know tr- you know dumping the barrel or turning the barrel or whatever different people teach that i don't just do. sound wrong i could yeah. be wrong it's very i could be wrong but you have to every player has to have a certain move. like i told that one kid that was turning the barrel or dumping the barrel too much i told him to play pepper and swing down and guess what it fixed him yeah. right yeah. maybe there's a player i see players that chop down too much right so what do yeah. i tell them hey man i need you to pull that knob up i mm-hmm. need you to get that barrel down a little bit more so it's all, all in the delivery, but you have to take the results of those players. Like, why are you struggling? Well, if if you're struggling because of something that I'm teaching you, I need to teach you something else. Yeah, and, and, and Hey, I don't know. So, um, maybe his hitting coach that taught him to, you know, do what he did, which sometimes gets him in trouble. Maybe that guy told him, Hey man, you need to swing down more. You're, you're Could doing have been right. We're not right. wait we... don't. We have. I have no idea. we are give credit did, to whoever did goes, it, right? Absolutely, kudos. But uh, to, uh, to whoever had to make that change, or maybe it was just him watching video and figuring it out. But it's it's a way different move. You'll see. I mean, he he pulls it up, down, and forward on a low pitch. But you,
0: is, but you, we were the one who kind of called it out, and, and it's working. I saw. It.
1: Yeah, I saw. I said maybe if he does, maybe if he makes this change. It's going to help.
0: Maybe your your hitting coach friend who works for the Yankees heard this podcast and then made that adjustment.
1: Maybe. Or maybe. maybe the Yankees have been telling him to do that for quite a while. Yeah. And you know, or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know.
0: We don't know. So all We're I not.
1: know is what I see and what I see is different. And I like the difference.
0: Yeah. We're not like all the cool kids who know on Twitter what, what's happening with the Yankees
1: and every other organization Everyone. within baseball. And also hey, how, um, how about my guy? How about my guy, Blood Judith, by the way?
0: Right, how about my guy Bo Flo? You know, um he doesn't
1: hit he doesn't hit two home runs every game.
0: He had uh, the tightest pants on the other day, by the way.
1: Uh double header against the
0: Yankees. I was like, what are, what are what is he doing? What are they doing in tight pants? That's weird. Uh, it's just,
1: you know, maybe the girls like it makes me you think of like Clemson baseball. It makes me you think of Clemson baseball, the
0: long white tight pants. I was gonna say something about Judge, but you cut me off. So I guess
1: I forgot. And Jimmy Fallon, I got my tight pants on. Um, I was going to say kids.
0: about Judge, it's bothering me. I was going to say say one more thing about uh,
1: about You're saying Eric something Duff. about the, the the Yankees. Everybody has an opinion about the Yankees. You said tight pants. That threw me off. Who had tight pants, Bo or Vlad? Bo, I think Vlad tried, but it
0: didn't work out. More.
1: Yeah, Bo would be a better tight pants guy. I think. Than Vlad. <laughs> it's not That'd that be nice. like me in tight pants and you in tight pants like yeah know what you're good at know your role
0: i want know your role that's right i wonder what the girls would like to see more me in tight pants or you in tight pants
1: it depends if they're trying to purge something they ate then they would probably want to see me in
0: tight pants <laughs> for the record i uh i never wear tight pants i never wear pants i i live in florida yeah. so
1: yeah you just walk around nude
0: all the time that's good luck or my underwear, or or just shorts like a normal
1: compression shorts. Yeah, your shorts.
0: No, I don't wear compression shorts. I don't find I don't find the need to. Well, I do sometimes yeah. at the gym, but it gets yeah. a little uncomfortable when I'm squatting. <laughs> um, I was gonna say something. It's killing me. I, I. That's why we were stalling there. I had something and I just forgot. Thanks a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, no, I forgot right. it. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Oh, well, I know. What I was gonna say. You. I know it. No, it came back to me now. Sorry, we can't move on to the main event topic yet because it came back to me. <laughs> Aaron judge is carrying the Yankees right now. So whoever's helping him, whoever that may be, I'm not saying it's this person or this person or this person, or, yeah.
1: you or know, maybe it's Aaron judge
0: or yeah, maybe it's just him, you know, maybe it's Jake Epstein. Who knows? <laughs> just kidding. It's... No, it's definitely not that. I'll be <laughs> just honest. kidding. It should be, but it's, it's not.
1: It should be. I'm, I'm sure he's a podcast listener and he follows my you know Twitter.
0: We channel. have listeners in New York for the record. I just oh, didn't add the catalog. I'm sure. So. It's, I'm sure it's him. Yeah. Um, well, whoever's helping him, it's actually working. He's carrying the Yankees right now. Yeah. Is, I don't know if you know this, but I heard this uh, when I was listening to uh, the Yankee radio broadcast the other day. John and Susan, right? And um, they were, you know, chuckling. Both home run. I mean, those two are like—they're both in their 80s and 70s. It's cr- pretty crazy. And hear these two talking about baseball—it's it's to be admired, really. Yeah. <laughs> really, it, it is. Um, but um. Uh, Susan was saying how the Yankees... Uh, she's good at her job, by the way. I just want to be clear mm-hmm. about that. Um, she really is good at her job. There's a lot of people who aren't. She is. Mm-hmm. Um, like her partner.
1: No, <laughs> I'm just kidding, calls. No, uh, here comes the judge. Um, yeah. so, All right. Judge in Blast.
0: So... Um, yeah, Susan was mentioning how Mike Talkman is now on the San Francisco Giants, and this is amazing. As of last Thursday, Mike Talkman still leads the Yankees in RBIs, and he's not—he hasn't been on the Yankees for a month. It's crazy. That's crazy. You know, when I was a kid, and I, I, let me parlay this into something. I'm going to be a little serious now. When I was a kid, to the, in 2000, I was watching the Phillies. I was watching the Yankees. My dad was a Yankee fan, so whatever. Mm-hmm um i wasn't a phillies fan either but i was just watching the phillies every night and i remember they introduced the starting lineup in 2000 and i remember looking at the lineup nobody was hitting over 300 and i got so upset i was like why isn't anybody hitting over 300 because that was the 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 plateau yeah. that you had to hit to be considered an above hitter. average hitter sure. well i'm looking at lineups now that are being introduced with the batting averages 20 years later. And I'm looking at the Statcast cast and, and, and the MLB um, app with the lineups and the gamecast and whatever. And I'm like thinking to myself, why isn't and I, I caught myself doing this? Why isn't anybody hitting over 200? And there's a lot of people hitting under 200 right now. It's infuriating. Yeah. And it's, and you say to yourself, what happened? What, where did all go wrong?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, we've had a lot that happened over the last week. I don't think we have enough time to get into it, but, yeah. um, you know, the substances, you know, what, what's his name? I don't know. Mike guy got, mm-hmm. Yeah. But they get the hat controversy and then it all came out about the sunscreen and everybody knows, you know, the sunscreen and the high spin rates and why do you think guys, you know, balls are doing weird, crazy stuff when they're thrown. And, um, the game's getting kind of weird. Yeah, it's getting a little swirly, um, yeah. but you're right about you know hitting is. Yeah, I was looking at a box score this morning between two teams. I was like, "Oh, look at that! These guys had a good. Uh, they had a good day. Yeah, right. Like they had a. They won. They had. And they had nine hits. All right, man. They had nine hits, and then they had nine hits and uh, thirty six times up. Right. Mm-hmm. So, that's two fifty average. You're and sure That was like a that? good day. the The other team only had six hits and thirty seven. Check your math. Yeah. So i'm checking your math
0: 95 by 36 250 good job
1: 250 okay i'm pretty decent with math and averages but i appreciate you looking into that notice i didn't do the five for 37 because i don't know what that one is um but it's probably in the 220 range would be my guess 135 135
0: you know josh donaldson tweeted recently about uh about pitchers and and he talked about how i have it all on video now and i'm gonna And reveal it. It's like, I guess we're all going to tattle on each other now. But he is right where with hitting, with hitters, and I see this perspective. There needs to be, if you're going to cheat or try to get away with certain things, there needs to be a certain plateau where it just stops, where you say, okay, enough's enough. That's it. And how do we fix that? Rob Manfred, ball's in your court there, fella. Another another thing that you have to fix. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking I mean, I don't know what the I don't know what the difference is between um, the sunscreen and the rosin, mm-hmm. which apparently gives people better control, and then something like pine tar. So I, I don't know what the the difference is in those. You know, why one is better than the other in terms of okay, it's okay to have the rosin sunscreen. Yeah. But the pine tar, you know, makes. I figured both of them, if it creates friction, then that ball's going to spin a little bit more. But anyway, whatever it is, they need to figure it out, whether it's inspect a glove or, you know, a hat, you know, when the guy takes the mound. But what about the catcher? Right? Yeah. The catcher could have something, third baseman could have something, you know, they throw it around the infield. Mm-hmm. But. It's not as obvious. They go through so many balls that it's got to be the pitcher that, you know.
0: I never knew they always used sunscreen. The I never knew that was a substance. I
1: always knew pine tar. Yeah. Uh, now, the sunscreen, a couple years ago, there was uh, – uh, you have to look this up. on. It. It's really quite humorous. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I'm sure it's on Instagram or Twitter or something. But it's it's a, it's a it's in uh, Oakland, Alameda, the Oakland Coliseum, mm-hmm. the night game. Mm-hmm. And the reliever is about to come in and he's spraying his left arm with sunscreen. Yeah. It's a night game. Right. Right. Like completely dark. And he's putting sunscreen on and then you see him. I don't know if you see him patting the rosin on there, but he's sitting there spraying that he runs into the game. Yeah.
0: Well, who was it a few years ago? Was it Pineda for the Yankees in Boston? when he got ejected because he had something on his, a substance on his neck and it was just so obvious that the umpire said, all right, well, you really, you can't hide it better. (laughs) I think think it was uh, 2018 when that, when that happened. Um, Speaking of Rob Manfred, um, he, I I think in my opinion, and some people, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't like him and I'm sure they'll make this known on Twitter if they watch this show Mm -hmm. or whatever, please leave your comments. Well, I don't mind. We really don't care. I mean, I might not read them or I might not give him the time of day, but hey, you can leave your comments. Well, really? I think Rob Manford did a nice job in kind of restructuring. And, and a lot of people will disagree with this because people lost jobs throughout minor league baseball, but restructuring how minor league baseball is shaped and with the collegiate summer leagues now with the new summer leagues where players can go play prior to the draft. And I mean, we've pulled up a graphic here about, all the summer leagues, which ones are the top ones in baseball and softball, or at least considered top ones. I'd still think, though, the Cape Cod League is going to be the one that thrives the most because that has the most history. And it's where the best players have gone throughout college baseball for so many years.
1: I think so. Yeah, I think I think it's always going to be the Cape Cod League. Yeah. Um, you know, you have guys that are super special, right, mm-hmm. that are going to be first-rounders. So, you know, they have these new – the MLB is trying to launch, like, a new workout, essentially, like um, – so most teams right now, they have um, they have prospect, you know, workouts where they'll bring in four or five guys at a time to their stadium. So, say it's um, – whatever, you know, so it's the Blue Jays. They'll bring in four or five guys they're interested in the first couple of rounds, Then they'll do – it's called a pre-draft workout, right? They'll do a pre-draft workout. It's only whatever team it is you know, watching these players doing some tests and then they leave and those players will probably go to Milwaukee or they'll go to San Diego and do the same thing, right? So, Mm -hmm. But now Major League Baseball is trying to have like a uniform combine, right? Did you read about that? They want to have a combine like the NFL where they go and they test everybody on, you know, they sit down and have conversations with them. They'll do a psychological test. They'll do vision tests. They'll do, you know – they're probably there 60 times. They'll do their vertical jump. They'll do the different matrix things. And um, none of the first rounders want to do it.
0: I wonder why that it is. Can,
1: because it could only hurt them. They're already going to be a first rounder. So you're, you're only going to get people that are like fifth, sixth, seventh. you know, fifth through 10th rounders or something that are like, Oh, I'll go to this. Maybe it'll help me be seen because I'm a little bit faster or right. my metrics are a little bit better, but the dudes that are, you know, gonna be the you know the top 20 position players and yeah. pitchers they're not gonna to go to that because it's only gonna they already they already locked in right but doesn't they're that already, isn't that a telltale
0: there. sign though for organizations you know doesn't, doesn't that kind of raise red flags if you don't want to go well why not
1: and I, that, that would for me maybe I'm,
0: that would for me maybe i'm just too simple but i think yeah. i think wouldn't you want to
1: well, show off your i talents think they're as still much seeing you him I think I think they're still seeing those players at a pre-draft workout, but I don't think they're going to do the cattle call thing. None of the agents are letting the guys do that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. Or at really... least they're they're not letting oh. the, the the top top guys do that. So then it's like, well, what, what is this thing? You know, it's a yeah. it's a showcase for Major League Baseball. That's yeah. what we need. That's what's ruined a lot of the college game. Is oh, look at this guy. He performs really well on a video or on a radar or on a metric sheet. Yeah. But what does he not have instincts? Right. What does he not have, you know, uh, grittiness during his at bat yeah. you know, in competition? That's where I want to see people, you know, maybe when they're fooled, do they still find a barrel, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe on a two Oh count. Yeah. They they're aggressive. Okay. I like that. But maybe when the counts two and two, they're fighting and they're scrapping and all of a sudden, boom, they're fooled, but they're still on playing. And they shoot a ball in the hole somewhere. I'm like, that's a competitor yeah. you don't see that in those things
0: yeah no you don't and and you know the nfl combine it's a lot different from what a major league baseball combine would be because with baseball you're it's a skill sport we talked about that last week when it came to switch hitting and playing hockey mm-hmm. and whatnot well with football you're, that's basically testing what kind of athlete you are that combine and jake's going to take a piss everybody i'm just kidding he's not he's just fixing something but but that's really what uh the nFL combine is it's for athletes to show off that type of athleticism there's certain skills involved but with baseball and a certain baseball combine that really wouldn't be the case because baseball to me is a skill sport now notwithstanding staying with the topic and talking about Back summer here, leagues and sure that you have ep
1: having a rough time here
0: I'm having a rough time.
1: So you, okay, I, I'm back. I'll just keep talking.
0: Me? Yeah, I can hear you. We're not editing this out. We don't edit here, people, okay? We hey, we, we do back. the show. And we post it. We don't edit like other people.
1: Yeah, the um, AirPods they just don't have the longevity.
0: Yeah, they don't. They they stay.
1: No, I'm kidding. That's
0: why That's why you got to get Beats, everybody. Yeah. Beats are where they're at, not the AirPods. Hey, well, look at me. I got I have AirPods.
1: Just four kidding. or five, four or five years. Actually, that was the best part of the episode because I couldn't hear anything you were saying for like you know twenty, thirty seconds.
0: So, um, summer leagues. Um, yeah. I want to hear your stories from when you you because summer leagues to me now it's Memorial Day and we're you know actually this episode we're doing this on Memorial Day. Go figure, yeah. right? So a lot of kids are now and baseball, softball. A lot of kids now are starting to come together and are starting to play. They're summer teams. And I guess because I didn't play any really good summer leagues, it was a time where, oh, we just want to play and get our reps in, but we're not trying to really win much. There's a lot of leagues out there that are trying to win. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear your stories from when you played, because I'm sure you were in one of those leagues where you actually tried to win a championship over the summer. So what are some, any cool stories you had from your playing days when you played summer ball in college?
1: Yeah, I had three, three places. I played in the Valley League, uh, which was a big ACC league. Actually, mm-hmm. um, like I played with Aubrey Huff. There are a bunch of Miami guys and Virginia guys. I played in the Valley League a place called Stanton, Virginia, a real small town. So mm-hmm. much fun. Fans got behind it. The best part about that was like in the second inning, the sun would set in left center and we'd have to pause for like five minutes for the sun to set Mm -hmm. because the catcher and the umpire and the hitter could not see. Yeah. So you got to love the small town stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. I played in the Jayhawk League in a place called Nevada, spelled like Nevada, but Nevada, Missouri. That was pretty competitive league, too, um, because you're trying to go to the NBC World Series which is kind of that big summer ball world series uh, at the end of the year. You get teams from Alaska that come in, you know, kind of all over the country. And then I played a, a local league in San Diego one summer. I just went home and that one was just playing reps and, you know, you lived at home and they had a job and whatever. So summer ball is the best because you get to, you get to meet new people, you get, you get new teammates. That's, that's the best part about baseball is different mm-hmm. teammates. whether it's you know you go away to school you meet different people from all over the country and you go to summer ball and you meet another group of 20 25 guys that are you know different experiences so um yeah i mean the the one thing i remember uh nevada i broke my foot there but before that happened you know there was a a thunderstorm that rolled through during pregame Mm -hmm. and it was so bad that the 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 shell you know, the BP shell ended up in center field, like it blew. So we all huddled it, huddled into this small dugout, concrete dugout. And then the other team did the same thing. Well, so this thing blows. I mean, we thought we were all dead, right? So the the backstop or whatever, the the turtle flies out to center field, you know, 200 feet. You thought you were in a tornado. Yeah, we thought there was tornadoes coming. So we're all kind of huddled in the corner of the cinder block dugout. And then on the other side, we see, yeah, the other team's there too, right? So they're in their dugout. And a power line breaks and the power line is hitting the water that's pooled in front of their dugout. Like they were like caged animals. They couldn't get out. If the water was probably all electrified. Anyway, (laughs) that was several. And then we played like 40 minutes later.
0: How'd you move the power line?
1: They had to call like the power company to come shut things off and whatever. Yeah. We ended up playing that day.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And they, how'd they turn on the lights then if they had no power?
1: Well, they got it all back on, you know. It was in, in the 40 afternoon. minutes. Wow. Oh yeah, it, was in the so afternoon. it was like okay. it was in the afternoon. So it was probably I mean, we were probably taking BP at five o'clock. So yeah, you know, days are long at that that time. So yeah, they got the power shut off, they got the field cleaned up. We started the game and then I guess they got the power back on to do the do the do the, do the lights. But holy cow, wild. And then driving in that league, because you're out in the plains of like Kansas right and so you're coming home on a school bus right Mm -hmm. a four-hour ride on a school bus and it's completely dark it's you know 11 o'clock at night midnight whatever we're leaving a place and heading back home and you just see lightning bolts you know it's totally dark and then it's like lightning bolts and you have no idea what's out there Mm -hmm. is there a tornado out there waiting for us yeah
0: who'd you stay with host family
1: yeah host family in both those places uh it was really cool my first year host family um when I was at Mizzou, he was great. He was the PA at the UVA, uh, University of Virginia, Charlottesville, the football games. Okay. And so he was a big sport guy. So he took us over to Virginia, and you know, we got all kinds of tours and got to see the campus. And he was a, a, an amazing guy. Yeah. In Missouri, uh, in Nevada, I stayed with a guy who was like a—I think he was a vet. Vet. He had all kinds of weird animals on his property. So there were like five of us on this ranch i'll yeah. never forget driving up the first night and, and i got greeted by a goat yeah <laughs> goats are creepy right goats are kind of devilish and you, you know you you drive in your light shine on them their eyes glow and they got horns yeah they got beards scarred me for life yeah, I'm sure and I'm then, like, this, this looks like it yeah <laughs> yeah it was really really bad and uh yeah so he was a good dude my roommate there actually I saw him on TV last night. His wife is Beth Torino, who's the um, LSU softball coach. So Nick, Nick's a good guy. We, we roomed together. And um, I actually ran into him at a convention in Italy. Figure that out. Hadn't seen the guy in like 15 years. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're sitting across the table in Italy, like at a baseball softball convention. I'm like, I know that guy. Yeah. I know in that Italy. little Italian guy. In Italy. Jim in, in Italy. Yeah, Bologna, Italy. You Did you
0: Uh, – I've never been to Italy. I do want to go. Did you get pizza? Did you get the gelato? What would you get?
1: Um, I've been to Italy a couple times and had both of those things all good? the time. Are they good? Um, they're great. The What's the pizza taste like? The pizza is like? the pizza's actually uh, – the pizza is like okay.
0: Really? Wow.
1: Yeah. Interesting. It's very simple. Very simple. Just hmm. – flat and kind of crispy but we didn't eat a lot of pizza now the pasta
0: good what about what's the gelato taste like what's the texture
1: this is just like creamy butter in your mouth oh, so, so so <laughs> no, it's, it's not like
0: creamy. ice cream it's not really no, no. And
1: it's so soft right everything's kind of warm in the summer you know it's kind of hot there but I we went to, to God, we went to a gelato place a guy took us to in was it via reggio that the name of the town via is like where they make all the yachts like for the world so you see wow. all these giant like yacht maker you know places on the water there and anyway it was the best gelato i've ever had
0: what uh when you're in summer ball i mean what do you consider uh, see there's the thing too and and this is where there's a, a drawback now to these summer leagues being added because there's going to be people and staff that actually tarp the field, that roll out the turtle and and do all that stuff where the college kids. When you play in these high end summer leagues, they would do that. We would do that. I mean, that's, that was part of the experience. It's not going to be part of the experience anymore, but what do you think still are the top summer leagues that players could, could go to, because you shouldn't get dejected, obviously, if you don't get to the Cape Cod league, or if you don't get to, I never got to
1: the Cape Cod league. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it really, a
0: it's a crap right shoot. Though. I mean, so what are the best summer leagues you think that still exist out there for both, uh, by the way, for both baseball and softball and I, where players can get their reps and get better?
1: Number one, you got it. And I softball, it's new. Um, and I think there's one in Florida. I don't know. I'm going to find out more. about Florida
0: collegiate summer league. I had a career stop there.
1: Yes. Okay. Go figure. So, um, I, I think the, the, you know, obviously the Cape is still good. There's, there is a new England collegiate league. Mm-hmm, yeah. I the believe well. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's one on Long Island, which is supposed to be fantastic because really? we are so far out in Long Island that it's not New York anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like farms and dairies. Wow! Um, I and I had existed. a I had a player that went that played at Vanderbilt and said it was so great playing yeah. in that in that league. I didn't even know they had a league out there. I didn't. I didn't know either. the Jayhawks still there because it's going to be a little bit more competitive because they're going for the NBC that big World Series. Yeah. There's the California um, California has a couple, but there's the big one which has like. Um, The Foresters, Santa Barbara Foresters, the San Luis Obispo Blues, they kind of go up and down the coast. It's like more central, Mm -hmm. north of L.A., most of the teams. Um, That's a really good team or a really good league. And then they end up going to the NBC World Series. Um, Alaska used to be great. I don't know if it still is. But Mm -hmm. anybody who was anybody as a college coach used to coach in, in Alaska in the summer. Like I think Skip Berkman probably coached in the summer. Like all the all the west coast schools for sure they used to coach a team you know mm-hmm. in alaska it was a really good summer league then there's uh there's one in the texas one there's there's probably like four in texas now or five but one of the ones in texas is a really good one um which is a grind man it's, it's hot in texas but their facilities are really good um i mean we played in small towns with city parks like they weren't stadiums they weren't right you know, independent stadiums or minor league stadiums that we shared. it was a it was a city park and the people would roll out to it and it was so cool and so relaxed. It was like, you were playing American Legion ball with really good players. Yeah. Is what it felt like in these small towns. And um, I think when you get to larger towns and I don't think it's as fun, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really, I think that's part of it is, you know, you're going to, you're going to work out at, you know, whatever, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. And there's a nasty gym with a bunch of guys that are sharing this and, and a nasty gym, because you just came from and. SEC, ACC, Pac-12, big, or uh, yeah, big 12 school with, you know, buku weight rooms. And all of a sudden it's like, all right, let's throw some weight around and get ready. And you go to the ballpark and you're doing your own laundry at home, you know, at your host families, you're living in a basement somewhere. If you're in Alaska, you're living in a basement with, you know, like foil over the windows because it never gets dark and you can't figure out how to sleep. You know, I just think, I think summer ball is all about experience and in a, in a, I mean, I had a guy, I remember I, I came out of Missouri freshman year and I, I got hurt, I, I sprained my ankle, so I missed the whole like second half of the season. So I roll into summer ball in Virginia, and I was like, I'm still taping my ankle, but I'm cleared to play. And I don't know what happened, but our coach is like some high school coach from Florida. Mm-hmm. his name? Yeah, yeah, can't really say it. His last name is Bo Bocock. Bocock. So, yeah, and he was a high school coach. Anyway, memories, but, but he, you know, he was kind of like, is this guy really coaching us? You know, what are we doing? So I don't know what happens, but I'm like over three, you know? Yeah. And he comes up and he's like, Jake, you got a really good arm. I was mm-hmm. a catcher, you know, you have a really good arm. You should. And I was tall. He's like, you should really pitch. I think I'm going to pitch you this summer. And I was like, did you ask my college coach about that? Like, <laughs> I yeah, He's like, yeah. He's like, I don't think you'll be a very good hitter, you know, but I think you should pitch. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. So that night I went like – I threw a guy out, and I think I went two for two or two for three or something like that. Yeah. And then he came up, and he's like, I think you should catch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? that. You know, that, But that's what it is. It's like you just yeah. have guys that have – you know, they're just out there having fun. But they are trying to win, yet the players are like, dude, just play me a couple times a week. Yeah. Let me get some the bats. Let me get better. The pressure's off. I'm going to get ground balls every day. I'm going to get bigger and stronger. And I think that's what summer ball is really all about.
0: Yeah. How do you go about, uh, for baseball and softball players, how do you go about finding a league? Do I mean, I, I know coaches do it, you know, yeah. and, but sometimes they don't, sometimes you have to do it on your own. So how do you go about finding the right league for you?
1: Typically, you know, I would say your coach is going to help you because um, <laughs> your coach has connections with different leagues. Yeah. And they're going to find a place where you can play. So maybe you're a, an SEC player that's a starter and they're like, okay, they can plug you into one of the bigger teams. Like you can go to the Cape and you'll play, yeah. but maybe you're a freshman or sophomore. And if they try to send you to the Cape because they know somebody or a buddy, you're just not going to play. Right. So they're going to say, okay, let's go to a smaller, you know, the North woods, actually the North woods league is really good too. That's mm-hmm. in the, in the, kind of minnesota ohio region right right uh, actually those regions aren't near each other are they no so it's well, not minnesota i think the northwoods is more ohio right yeah the ohio valley. yeah
0: i don't think minnesota i don't think it's uh, northwoods is more ohio it's more the the yeah. yeah grand valley Up area yeah
1: okay uh, but that's a good league but maybe that's something else and then if you're kind of a guy that nobody cares about which happens yeah right you got a roster of 35 guys you got maybe 60 guys total you know, 15 of them are, you know, or 25 of them are red shirting or gray shirting or not sure mm-hmm. what the heck's going on. Those guys are going to be left to their own. And that's when you just find a local league. Typically, you go home like and you find oh, there's a local college like Colorado has a local college league. Yeah. You know, for guys to players, teams in Boulder and kind of the north side of the city and mm-hmm. down to football. And it's like, OK, I can get on a team and play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the one I played in San Diego my last year was just kind of for fun. I just wanted to chill out and be home, and it was just made up of guys from Southern California and that played college baseball, smaller schools.
0: There's a there's a league They're also in in Hawaii, if I'm not mistaken, too.
1: Maybe that'd be a tough one. I think I
0: think travel would be
1: tough. Yeah,
0: but I think there is a league in uh, in Hawaii. So you got to have at least wrong.
1: four teams. You got to have hundred college players, right, to field right. a few teams. But yeah, there's always a, a place that, you know, you might, you might not be facing 90, but who cares? You're getting at bats. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's your approach in, in summer ball? What, offensively? I mean, because the intensity level drops a little bit, you oh, come off college time. and then all of a sudden it drops off to just kind of getting your reps, having fun. You want to win, of course, if you're a competitor, yeah. but it's not the end all be all. You still want to kind of do well, but have fun, everything you mentioned there. What is your, so what is yeah. your approach?
1: uh probably you know you're a little more selfish you know right. meaning uh, as a runner on second with nobody out you know I'm, I'm not going to go 100% hitting the ground ball to the right side maybe I'm trying to go right center in the gap and hit a double something yeah. like that <laughs> um but I'm I'm just trying to I'm, I'm still having my same approach like what am I good at you know or, or what is this pitcher good at how do I feel right now I I still have a plan I'm still treating every at bat like it might be an SEC at-bat, but I don't have that external pressure of, you know, your coaches and fans breathing down your your neck. So it's still what you do to make a living, right, to be yeah. successful. There's mm-hmm. still 100% pride involved in, in every at-bat that you have. It's just, you know, you're not worried about the situation. Oh, right. we're down two runs. Oh, we're up 10 runs. You know, I'm just worried about finding a barrel, hitting a ball hard somewhere, and hopefully I get on base and quite honestly, it's very similar to what minor league baseball, you know, is, is about too, especially the lower levels. It's just, it's about getting better. It's about every at bat having a chance to prove yourself to be good and not necessarily having the pressure of, you know, a coaching staff that, you know, might yeah. get fired if, if you don't perform or fans that are all over you. Um, yeah. It's just, a, it's an, it's a neat dynamic.
0: Yeah. But At the same time, though, you still want to work on things because you there's a chance that you're going into your junior year and you may be a draft eligible prospect. So that's that's also weighing on your mind too, correct?
1: It could be, yeah. I mean, if you're in the Cape, there's definitely a lot more pressure than sure, yeah. You know, the Mink League or something like that, Mm -hmm. um, because there are a lot of scouts there, and it's a there's video everywhere. You know, I get a lot of video when I do my my draft consulting or my draft list for the major league team, you know, it's mm-hmm. a lot of it comes from the Cape, you know, yeah. um, or team USA highlights. So there's definitely pressure, you know, in certain areas for guys that are looking you know, to get drafted soon, but for the other 90% of the leagues that are out there, 95% of the leagues out there, it's, it's about you getting better and, and, and getting reps and maybe it's a swing change. You know, maybe I need to, I'm going to work on a different rhythm this summer. I'm going to yeah. incorporate a little bit of a leg kick or I'm going to try to hit more balls to the opposite field, or maybe I need to pull more balls, or maybe I'm trying to hit more home runs mm-hmm. and it works or it doesn't work, but that's yeah. where that's your, your testing ground. Because unfortunately you get into fall ball in college and fall ball is sometimes more stressful than the season because you're trying to prove yourself with, sure. yeah. I mean, in, in some cases four other people playing your position. Yeah. And holy cow, that that, that is pressure each at bat. And so, you know, you want to be kind of ready to go for fall ball before fall ball because your roster was pretty much set. I mean, you probably, you know, up until maybe 10 or 12 years ago, you went into your college fall and there may have been, I don't know, six or seven guys, maybe 10 at the most that wouldn't travel. Right. Now you have like 30 extra guys there Mm -hmm. and not only will they not travel, but they won't even practice with you coming out of the fall because they'll, they'll like, you know, gray shirt versus red shirt. Yeah. Yeah. They're not even on the 35 man roster. So, you know, they're just, they're kind of hanging out and you could be one of them. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot more pressure in in college falls now than there ever was before.
0: Um, I played with a couple of guys who didn't even play college, uh, didn't even play college summer ball. Uh, Do you recommend that? Is that something after a long grind that really because the season's like nine months from the fall to the, you know, whatever, the end of May, do you recommend doing something like that? Just not playing at all, just giving yourself a break, or does it really depend on where you are as a player, physically, mentally, uh, where you are in your, your grade status, freshman, sophomore, whatever. Um, Is that something that you would recommend at all? Just not playing, shutting it down for a few months.
1: Yeah. You're really good at what you do, Jim. How do you so, figure? It's just a good question. You know, it's a good it's a good question. It's a good I thought it was
0: pretty pretty obvious.
1: No, but it was good, like you were on it. Like you were waiting What's your what is your question.
0: what is what does the intern and your wife think who are sitting right time, next you
1: year. already put them to sleep. Oh. Uh they went, <laughs> oh, maybe I did. Yeah. Um uh the question was, oh absolutely. So sometimes yeah, sometimes you sometimes you have a bad year and you want to go to summer ball just to get away and like get away from your coach and your hitting coach and your yeah. parents, right? Everybody that's <laughs> yeah. on your neck. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's like, you know what? You're banged up. Go sit on a beach and work on your tan. I'm totally down with that. If I have players that they've, they got, you know, 200, 200 at bats this year and they're a little banged up and Hey, just go have some you time, you know, take a summer class, get, Get get fit, you know. Get healed up. Get stronger. Whatever. But you don't you don't need to throw anymore. You know, your arm was cashed at the end. You know, maybe you're a shortstop. Maybe you're you know a third baseman or whatever. And, and and you're you're hurt, right? You need to heal. You need two months to heal. Definitely do that. Pitchers, I don't know. I I think
0: I was going to say with pitchers, pitchers I, I don't even know it's... how they
1: have summer ball pitchers. Like I don't know how they have guys, but I yeah. guess there's guys that just don't play. Right. Like if you don't get very many innings, right. I mean, Vanderbilt, probably in Arkansas, their bullpens are, you know, good. So you probably have five guys, six guys in each of those bullpens that didn't get very many innings. So those guys will go out and try to prove themselves, but you know, the main dudes, they're not, they're they're not going to go out and, and put any more mileage on those arms.
0: Yeah. Unless it's the Cape or a top. Unless it's
1: the Cape and they do a really good job of you will throw two innings. And you'll throw two innings next week,
0: mm-hmm. which, you know, and I want to give a plug to the Florida collegiate summer league too, where I had a career stop uh, both as an intern and as a full-time employee. Um, they do a nice job of that as well. And they have nice facilities too, based in the uh, okay. the Orlando area. By the way, I got to tell you, I, uh, today and I was, for whatever reason, I look jacked in this shirt. And usually I look like a pencil neck geek and I'm like, why do I look so skinny? But now today I look oh, you know, I look fit.
1: You're all pumped up buff.
0: I didn't work out or not, or anything. Like, I look good. Like see, like, you know, I look pretty I think, good today.
1: Yeah. But I saw you doing pushups before we started.
0: That's a lie. You know, you, you didn't see it. You're too busy with your AirPods. Maybe I. <laughs> okay. You're I, too busy.
1: I know Mark's not listening, but good buddy. I grew up with. Why Mark. isn't he listening? He has no kids and he doesn't play baseball. No, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, Mark used to, when we used to go to the beach in San Diego, mm-hmm. like he would, we would, we would get there, we would park, and then the blacktop, right before we hit the beach mm-hmm. walking, he would just sit there and bust out like 50 push ups. He'd take off his shirt, bust out 50 push ups. So it was all, he was all like swole up a little bit. So a little like weird. What we got there. Yeah. Not
0: gonna lie to you, it's a little weird. So, a little weird
1: to me. Maybe very know. Jersey Shore. Very yeah, deep. a little. But if you knew him, he was like a comedian and he was really skinny. So oh, is, he, was is
0: he now a comedian? a comedian?
1: He should be a comedian. But,
0: what does he do now? I don't know. He's, Give his business a plug.
1: Yeah. he. Uh, I think he's in the oh gosh, contract, some kind of contracting business.
0: Cool. Cool.
1: Yeah. Like a contractor.
0: Well, if you're listening, Mark.
1: But he yeah. might be a contractor hitman.
0: Yeah. I
1: hope, I hope. I wouldn't huh. have thrown out his real name.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he works for the mom or something. Uh, let's get to our uh, listener question. Uh, this one comes to us. JJ. Uh, yeah. How do you know? How'd you know?
1: Because he writes in questions every week. Is it really JJ? It I is JJ. <laughs>
0: and, no, I swear to God, it's JJ. Uh, this listener question. Comes to us from J.J. from Plymouth Rock, Pennsylvania. Good guess by you. What I, was
1: the guy? What was this? The great whatever member Johnny Carson used to do. And he put this to his head. I don't know.
0: That's head. before my time, brother.
1: Wait, I know. I'm,
0: I'm I'm not that old, brother. Yeah. You're not either. So I don't know why you're. No,
1: but I remember the great. Somebody do write in about the great something. It was like the Swami. You remember the Swami is in Chris bourbon Swami. This was kind of like the same. Thing. I
0: don't remember that. Again, before my time. Really? Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, so here's the question from JJ from Plymouth Rock, Pennsylvania. He writes, uh, sent to us via Jimbo podcast21 at gmail.com. He writes, Jim and Jake, uh, last podcast, Jake called out Tony LaRusso for criticizing Irwin Mercedes swinging at a 3 0 pitch from a position player in a blowout hitting a home run. Jake said that LaRusso's comments to the media wouldn't sit well with his players. Remember when LaRusso was managing the National League All Star team and he didn't play Albert Pujols? I forgot the year, but Pujols got pissed off. JJ, watch your language. I'm just kidding, and went on a tear for the second half of the season. Uh, that might have been an MVP season for him. And I mean, but you know, when Pujols was at his prime with the Cardinals, early two thousands, every season was like a MVP year for him. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, he's not. JJ's not sure. That's okay. Anyway, maybe this is a long question. By the way, it's more. Yeah. Of a, uh, that's okay. Uh, Anyway, maybe LaRusso was trying to do that with Mercedes, though Mercedes could not hit much better than he was, is, at the time. I mean, for a rookie who has a hamburger... Oh, God, who has... I did read this before and out. Who has a hamburger named... Does he have a hamburger named after him? He does. Um, For a rookie who has a hamburger named after him and looks like he he has been sampling too much of the product, maybe he needs to be called out. (laughs) JJ this is pretty funny all right here's the question questions jj jj should uh like be i think a guest. jj's
1: a red Sox fan, so he doesn't like any other socks
0: okay he's try- JJ's hey, trying jj's a- trying to like he's trying to audition for like a co-hosting gig here giving us his uh sol- yeah
1: we might we might need to add another screen to this
0: thing. yeah he's giving us his soliloquy um so the question here it is when does a manager kick someone's butt and when does he pat someone on the back? Are all standards lost in the quote-unquote let the boys play era? It seems that we just go from one extreme to another. Don't violate the game's unwritten rules versus let the boys play. Can't do both. Also, shouldn't team leaders like Tim Anderson or Jose Abreu have done what Larusa did? Great podcast, creep up the great work. And that is from JJ from Plymouth Rock, Pennsylvania. Thank you, JJ, for... The question, and by the way, he emailed in the subject line it said, Let the boys play with a Z at the end of boys. JJ's clever from Plymouth Rock, Pennsylvania.
1: I love Plymouth Rock. Do you? I don't think you I mean, do. Either. I don't think you do. No, I like, want to go see Plymouth Rock. Isn't that where uh, the settlers came in?
0: We're doing this again. On aren't we? Aren't we? <laughs> you remember the question? Do you remember what the question is, or should I read it again?
1: Yeah, no, I got the question. So, uh, I get it. You know, yeah. maybe maybe Larusa being the evil genius that he because he is a genius, yeah. um, mm-hmm. maybe that was his way to to prove a point or to to build, um, which is fine. But you don't do it in the press. So that that was my issue. My issue is that he he did it in the press instead of doing it in the clubhouse. Um, that's kind of the yeah, difference. That was our lie. issue last week, right? Yeah, like you can chew his ass as much as you want. You can mm-hmm. find him, mm-hmm. right? You can take away at bats. Well, you won't do that because he's productive. I but you know. can do, you know, you can find the shit out of him for for doing something stupid. Yeah. Um, you also have your. your I, I I totally agree that you know the players could do that. Now, what Larusa may have been doing was diffusing the situation too. Like, right, he didn't want to. He didn't want guys thrown at each other every day, You know, every day the rest of the series. So I get that too. But, um, yeah, well, he was protecting
0: his players in a way too,
1: right? He, by what selling, by it? selling him out. But it didn't. Yeah. I mean, they still threw at him, right? They still threw at him. Yeah,
0: or try. Okay, excuse me. Right. He was trying to protect his players. He was trying to mistake. Go ahead. So,
1: so I just I think there's a way to to do it. I, I think there's a way, and I don't know if that was the right way to do it. Now he needed to be told. Like I honestly don't think there was. Oh, um, the count's three and zero. Oh, I shouldn't. I think he was just like a baseball player, and this yeah. guy he probably didn't even know what the count was. The guy's just lobbing balls in there. He's probably trying to play home run derby. Probably mm-hmm. harder to hit that pitch that's doing this than whatever. But mm-hmm. I digress. So yes, can you let the can you let the the second part of the question? Can you let the boys? Excuse me, play and yeah. also respect the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. It's a, it's a good I, question, um, though. It is.
0: It's a tough question.
1: It's a tough question. Like I was listening to the SEC guys yesterday, which was uh, Berkey and um, uh, oh, again, he's great. Uh, Not Paul Feinbaum. From- no, no, this is baseball. <laughs> Just kidding, yeah, Uh The big right-handed pitcher. All the all our listeners are like, eh. Pitched at Stanford. Ky- Kyle Peterson. Kyle Peterson. Kyle
0: Peterson. Very Kyle good. Petersons, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So
1: those guys. I mean, they're so good. They're probably the best SEC baseball guys. You know, ben McDonald actually is really good too, right? So you have guys, and they were talking about it, like, you know, what do you think about the bat flip, or would you be okay if a pitcher screamed at you? After he struck you out to end the inning.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So why is that any better than a guy flipping a bat up in the air, like 10 feet Mm -hmm. versus a pitcher, you know, or what's his name doing the sword, you know, uh, Bauer doing something like that. Like what's right. And what's wrong. I don't like it personally. Like, I think you hit a home run. You can pimp a home run without flipping a bat way up in the air.
0: So you're more kind of, towards the unwritten rules. I'm
1: definitely more towards that. Like okay. if a guy hits a blast, I don't remember. Griffey used to walk like and bonds would walk four or five steps. But,
0: right. But they did it in a way that wasn't showing up the pitcher.
1: Right. They knew it was a home run. Yeah. It had swag, but it yeah. wasn't throwing it up. And I'm, I'm a big fan of act like you've been there before. Yeah. Not that like every home run shouldn't be a bottom of the ninth game winning home run. Right. Right. Like, the fact that everybody celebrates after a walk-off win and chases the guy around and throws seeds and water and rips his jersey off and, you know, c- carries him off the field. I think that's kind of, like, over the top. But I think it's fun and it's good. Yeah. But it's not, you know, in a one-run game, a guy hits a home run in the third inning. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, yeah, you yeah, know going crazy. And pitchers doing that. Because, honestly, because that's what Peterson said. They both said, I kind of like the bat flips. Yeah. But if a guy bat flipped when I was playing and pitching, I wouldn't have liked it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, you can't answer that question that way. Yeah. Like you don't like it. That's what it means. If you were the guy on the mound and somebody did that in front of you, that would piss me off. And as a coach, that's the last thing I want to do. Let's just let, let's hit a bomb. Mm -hmm. Boom. Hey, there's a three run home run. I didn't do cartwheels around the bases. We just took a three run lead, but all of a sudden you start showboating. Now, all of a sudden, that pitcher may have a little reddit. Now he's pissed. He's like, screw these guys. I'm going to start bearing down here. And then all of a sudden, you don't get to run the rest of the game. So um, I'm definitely more of an what right or wrong. Like, I think you can toss a bat, I think. And I did it. Like, I I didn't flip it up in the air or turn around and bang my chest at the field. But, you know, if I hit a home run, I would kind of, like, you know, give it a little toss back to the on-deck circle if I was running to first base. But right. it wasn't showing anyone up. I, I just don't think but I, I again maybe I'm I'm old now, right? I, I and I don't like it, but
0: well, here's the thing. I don't know. Uh, I'm looking up. I like stand. a
1: pitcher. If I was a pitcher, I would just throw the next guy's face. His face. Yeah, I'd just be so pissed off if somebody did that. Well, why does it gotta be at the face? Because that's just the way they get like how about the hip? You don't do that. What is that gonna do? It creates a bruise. Like, I would be, if I was a pitcher, and I'm not saying that you should ever throw at anybody's head or even throw at a person, but that would make me want to throw at somebody. Make you
0: want to, right. You want to, yeah.
1: It doesn't mean I do it, but if somebody just made me look like a fool, Yeah, I'm not just going to sit back and throw the next guy a fastball down the middle or a slider. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have, my blood is going to be going, but... Again, I wasn't a pitcher. Maybe they're just used to that.
0: Well, when I was, uh, by the way, two points. Uh, Tony La Russa is doing something right here. I just looked up the standings. The White Sox are in first place in the yeah. Central, so something's going right. right there. For all the people that say Tony La Russa is terrible, and yeah, he may not last after the year if the White Sox don't go very far. Yeah, he's doing something right.
1: The White Sox were set to have a. They have a good team, though. It's not like he's taken the. I understand that. Rangers I, to. The-
0: I understand that, but. Yeah but he also hasn't But with the criticism he's taking by the way, the Orioles are Oh, and 10 in their last 10, the criticism that he is taking it it, it, at times it's warranted other times, maybe not so much, but you would think that with the criticism that he's having to endure this season, that the white Sox are like in like fourth place and just a big disappointment. They're not, they're in first place in the central. Just want to point that out there. Second point I wanted to make, um, I'm just forgetting. I forget. I'm forgetting all my points today. Who
1: else why. is in the central? Minnesota.
0: Uh, bu- 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 oh, when City. I was t- – I'll get to that story in a second. Cleveland, Kansas City, Minnesota, Detroit.
1: That's a great, great
0: – Yeah.
1: What's the White Sox record?
0: As of today, Denver, or as Denver, of last eight? Friday, 29-20. Uh, Nine
1: games over. That's good. Not bad. Cleveland six games over.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see who else here.
1: Twins are not good this year.
0: Twins are not very good. Tampa Bay is twelve games over. Of course they are. The Mets are four games over.
1: They're I didn't know games. you traded Adamas last week. I didn't trade Adamas. No. Oh, the I shouldn't say the, the Blue Days, but the the uh, Rays traded him You didn't know they Milwaukee. traded him.
0: No. I love that kid by the way.
1: Yeah. Well, I was like, well, I Remember Whoa, the bow scouting great. report?
0: Adamus was yeah. another report that I did back in the day. And yeah. I think I predicted <laughs> never mind. I'm not gonna you know, I'm not gonna say because it's a layup for me. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I did not know he got I was like, wow, they he uh, they, uh he went they off they the other Adamus. night.
0: He went off the other night in Milwaukee. Yeah. He's a good he's a good player. Oh my god, yeah. he's such a good yeah, player.
1: They they, Urius is uh Urius is he's he's just young you know he's not ready for the stuff. speaking
0: of uh hitting people in the face which uh you brought up that you wanted to if you were the pitcher not saying you would I don't
1: it doesn't want to mean go. i do it with a ball it just means i'd be I'd i hit, be, a hit
0: a guy American. in the head when i was 10 i was pitching i gave up a home run the next Me kid too. came up next oh. kid came up he pointed his bat like babe ruth first pitch boom right in the dome see you later sit down boy
1: that, <laughs> that might be <laughs> – I have so much more respect for you right now. Thank
0: you. I did that when I was 10. I was, yeah. I was 10. And you know what? Let me tell you something. If somebody did that to my son, I would tell him, next time you hit him – actually, next time you pitch, first guy, you hit him right in the hip. Right. That's how you take care of business.
1: Right. I'm going to so be you're old school, too. Unwritten rule.
0: I, I do lean writ- unwritten rules. I, I lean that way. I do. Because I think the let the boys play also gets misinterpreted to where players – and we talked about this last week where there's – they have some of the best athleticism and skill we've ever seen in the game of baseball, but it's sloppy. And I think when you have that, let the boys play, mm-hmm. it becomes sloppy. There, yeah. There's a there's a bush league connotation that comes with that, and yeah, it's, it's a great marketing sort of ploy.
1: Lot,
0: yeah, and it's a great marketing ploy. That's fine, but there's a fine line there too, to where you're still professionals and people are paying it to come watch you play. Especially now, the economy re- trying to recover. Mm-hmm um especially now people are are may, might be a little more hesitant to spend that money they might want to do it somewhere else so you still have to toe the line of being a, pro- pro- a professional where the yeah. let the boys play thing becomes i don't know it, it, there's a fine line there
1: yeah. and you no, it really gets a little it. it
0: gets a little too liberal when when you talk about let the boys play and it becomes just a sloppy game which which what is what we see on a daily basis
1: And maybe that's why you need somebody like Tony La Russa.
0: By the way, uh, Tony La Russa, Dusty Baker, two old school managers, two managers in their Mm seventies, both their teams are in first place.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll bring that point up. Boy, I like Mike Schilt though. Well, what an interview! What an interview! He's.
0: I'm saying he, but I'm just saying. The two oldest managers, the ones yeah. who are dinosaurs, they don't know anything about the game. They don't like analytics, blah blah blah. Yeah. They're in first place. Just want to point that out. I know they have good teams. I know they have good teams, but
1: yeah, but they, but again, being a manager might be less about strategy now, maybe, but it's still how you manage. You're a manager. You have to manage the right people. You have to put them in in positions to succeed. Yeah. That's what a manager does. That's what a head coach does, right? They may not. You know, no, need to know all the shift. You know, you could have an assistant coach and all that, but they need to know how to manage their players properly and get the most out of every single person in that lineup. And mm-hmm. they're good at that. Yeah. They're very, very good at that. Well,
0: long show this week. Good stuff, though. Uh, next week, guess who we're breaking down? Ronald Acuna Jr.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Jonathan India too is coming yeah, up in a, like five weeks. That's
1: an interesting too. one. Acuna is an interesting one. That'll yeah, be we're,
0: break, we're breaking it down his swing next week. That'll be a lot of fun. Jonathan India in a few weeks after that, and get some good topics coming up, including how to scout hitters. If you're a scout or whatnot, how to really scout hitters in today's game, because it is a little bit different now with all the new data and analytics. There are some measurables that, that you can look at that help with your job too. We'll talk about that in a few weeks though, but next week, Ronald Acuna Jr mechanical breakdown series volume i don't forget i forget which volume i'll have to fix that though this week yeah so.
1: it'll be a good one
0: i forgot anything coming up at the lab this week summer camps i know is coming that's that's a big yeah. thing coming up oh i look, look, look at your face very excited
1: summer camp and props to all our college station high school guys mm-hmm. we have a bunch of members you know that work there they've worked their tail off yeah um, not just that high school uh you know consult to and, and brian and rudder but we have a, a good contingency of College Station high schools, and they're still playing. They're in their, you know, Texas State Championships. There's like ten rounds. The state's so big, yeah. so they're kicking butt. They they beat Friendswood, Texas. Um, that was Friendswood's only loss yesterday. Mm-hmm. And our guys um, got got hits yesterday, and we're pumped up. So one more win, and that takes them to the championship, state championship. So props right. to those guys. That's it.
0: That's it. We're done. Very good. Uh, All right. Anything else?
1: Nope. See you next week, Ronald. All right, everybody.
0: Ronald Cunha Jr. See you guys next week. Get out. (laughs) Love that shit.